Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. In order to have more, you have to be willing to do something with it other than just consume it. Give sparingly, you also receive sparingly. You give generously, you also receive generously. It's about making a decision that will allow you to have even more in the future. Well, good morning, friends. How are we doing? Pretty good. This has been an amazing uh, morning, hasn't it? Just powerful, man, powerful. And so if you're joining us online as well, you missed out on just being here in this moment because I just feel like God's doing something pretty intense and pretty intentional here. So I'm glad you're in this moment with me. Now, for those of you who are like, I don't recognize you. Hey, I'm Naeem Fossil. I haven't been here in a minute, uh, but it's the summer and also shaved, so that's good. And for the others of you who are wondering, you're wearing pink, is it in honor of the Barbie movie that's coming out? No, it's not. First of all, I don't even get it. I don't get this. I don't get this. And I wore this in defiance, honestly, because I had this shirt before Barbie. Well, no, maybe not. Maybe not. But I did have this shirt before the movie uh, was uh, released or uh, talked about. But I don't get it. I don't get it. Anybody else? Or was anybody else with me here to get the whole idea? Like, like, it is such a worldwide phenomenon. You don't believe me. If you right now, right now, if you Google Barbie, or anybody on the cast, see what happens. Google will will give you a surprise right now on your phone. Some of you guys are like, can we do that? You do it anyways, all right? (laughs) You do it anyways, okay? But if you Google right now, you'll be like, wow, Google is getting on board. Like, what's happening? I don't get it, I don't get it. You know why? Because I think it reminds me that I'm an immigrant, that I did not grow up here. And I was like, what's wrong with these Americans? You know, like, I'm like, but it's a worldwide thing. I get that. I get that. But I didn't grow up here. And it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, and talking about growing up, though, uh, let me ask you a crazy question, which leads to my conversation and the talk that I want to give it this morning. Um, do you know anybody that has a hard time, an adult, uh, with growing up? Anybody, like, anybody that in your life you live with, maybe you're married to, oh, maybe you're married to, okay, people are waving over there. Like, they're like, yes, like, you're, you live with an adult, but they just don't grow up. Like, they act like toddlers sometimes. Like, they have what I like to call toddler tendencies. Anybody? Anybody? You're like, it's too close to home, bro. I can't say anything. Okay, because it's not going to be a good ride back. Okay, it's not going to be a good experience. It's not. It's not. They're too close to home. You know, here's the truth, though. All of us have toddler tendencies. Okay, we're all adults, and then something happens, and we, we become toddlers. 
We do, okay? Anybody else would admit to that? Anybody? Make some noise if you would. Come on, be honest. We do, we do. It's not just them. If you ever had a moment, you're like, why do I have to be the adult right here? If you ever had that moment and said that, right there, you're doing what toddlers do. Like, you're throwing a fit. And it, that's part of it. Now, the reason why I talk about this is because when it, when it comes to, like, physical just growing up, growing up our kids, and if you've dealt with kids, if you have kids, you know there are certain things that come natural and other things that don't come natural. Like, sharing does not come natural. Sharing does not come natural. I mean, these kids who are so cute will turn into little demons. You're like, listen, listen, you can share. It's okay. It's not the end of the world here, okay? And what's funny about some of your, I mean, not your kids, but my kids, I don't know. But as toddlers is that they will share with strangers, but not with their siblings. Why? Like, I can't even tell you. I've been given so much by little kids. Like, just, hey, here. If I ask for something, they're like, okay, okay. Okay, but if they were, but if mom says to do something, no, no. So the reason why I bring all this up is because I think that part of spiritually growing up is learning how to share and not just share our resources, which Mike did a great job talking about our finances. And those of you who jumped on, I see you. I thank you. Thank you for your committing to that as we grow and build uh, this, uh, this church and this community. So thank you for your financial uh, commitments. But I don't want to talk about finances. Uh, He does a better job of that, honestly. Uh, But I want to talk about sharing your faith. Sharing your faith. Sharing your faith is part of growing up. It's part of growing up. Turn to your neighbor, it says, and say to them, it's part of growing up. Then say, try growing up. You should try that. No, 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 don't say that. Don't say that. They'll have therapy and we got to do all kinds of stuff and counseling. No, 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 no. But it's part of growing up. And here's why I think uh, you and I understand that. You understand that because it's, all, it's, the, it's the thing that you don't want to do. Well, all of us are like, ah. Oh. It's like the, when, you, when, when, when a person actually becomes an adult and they go, adulting. Okay, first of all, that's just normal life, buddy. Okay, adulting is like just, just growing up, okay? But sharing your faith is one of those things that you're like, it's part of maturing in, in your relationship with God. For those of you who uh, you say, you know what, I've got a good... I got a good idea of what I am in, in Christ, and I, I got, a, got a good handle on things. Well, sharing your faith um, is something that is going to grow you up. And for some of us, it's like you're, you're in a field, you're, you're maybe your CEO, you're, you're, you're uh, leading a group of people, and you're like, I'm not quite sure how this works in my, in my field. You know, others of you, it's easier, uh, but then it's just complicated. Sharing your faith with family is hard. Anybody? It's just so tough because... They, they just don't believe you, <laughs> you know, or they have serious opinions. How do you share your faith? And some of us have, have these ideas of like, okay, when I, when you, Naeem, say sharing your faith, I think of those people, God bless them, they're on the street corner, okay, and if they're, they have a microphone and they're saying some things, which I think is, wow, okay, or they're, they're trying to give you magazines, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses, and they're there sweating, fully dressed, guys, in, 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 a, in a suits, and I'm like, what is that sharing your faith? No, sharing your faith, what you will we'll, we'll under, we'll understand, is not about telling people what you believe. It's showing people what you believe. It's not telling people, it's showing people. And so wherever your age is, stage in life, like if you're, if you're just working with a team of people in, a, in an office or working with a project group or if you're on campus or, or if you're, you're, you're a teenager, it doesn't matter where you are, 
Um, I think sharing your faith is critical part of you and I growing up. And here's why. Because you know and I know that sharing does something to us, right? Not, not Barbie, but remember another guy, uh, Barney? Anybody remember Barney? Another American thing that I still don't understand. But I didn't, I didn't have anything purple. So that looked like a dinosaur, okay? But Barbie, uh, not Barbie, Barney. Barney says, what about sharing? Sharing is? Caring. Sharing. You guys got it. Sharing is caring. Now, here's what's interesting. Well, psychologists tell us that, um, that yes, sh- sharing, sharing something that's close to you, profound to you, is so important that what it does, though, is that it actually releases three major hormones that counteract stress hormones. So if you find yourself in a stressful season in life, sharing what's important to you, sharing um, and uh, inviting people in and giving part of yourself and, and getting them along as part of the journey, like just opening yourself up, in fact, releases a hormone that counteracts that. In fact, it also releases another hormone that is a natural painkiller to the human body. So if you go through stress, if you go through stress, some of us might not know we're going through stress, but have you ever picked up something and you pulled your back? Anybody? Some of you, you're like, you're like no, I'm not that old. Okay, whatever. It will happen. Okay? But it doesn't even matter if you're old or not. Like you, you have some aches and pains and you don't know why you have a headache. Our body, our body reacts to the stress in our life. Our body knows what's going on. It's not just you mentally, your physical body. And sharing, interestingly enough, creates and releases a natural painkiller so you don't have to pop yourself with pills. So why is sharing important? Sharing is important not because, you know, Barney says that. It's, it's sharing is actually caring for yourself. And so when it comes to God having this divine plan that he was going to um, use you and me to share, it wasn't like he was lazy and he was like, ah, I got to go. I got things to do. You're it. Have fun. Now, he designed us and created us where if we have been given something so profound and so, uh, in, a, in a sense, even magical in a sense, like it's so beyond um, this earth, it's supernatural. When we share this relationship that we have with God, it, 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 it fuels the kind of person, the human being that we were created to be. It's, 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 a, it's a very much a God-divine thing that you and I participate in when we do that. So what I want to do is I want to remove the idea of like, oh, now do I have to be a street preacher? Do I have to evangelize? What do I have to do? What do I need to do? I think we need to have another look at what this really looks like. So you guys with me maybe? Okay, let's jump in. Let's get find a better way to share our faith. Are we good with that? Are we good with that? All right, let's do that. All right, let me jump in and let me read the first passage to you. It's 2 Corinthians. Can you say 2 Corinthians, please? All right, we'll put it on the screen for you. 2 Corinthians 5, 20 says, so we are Christ, help me out, Christ, what? Ambassadors. God is making, is making his plea, his plea through who? Us, through us, through me and you, through me and you. Okay, not just random us, us, us. We speak for who? Christ. When we plead, come back to God. 
God's plan right here is that you and I are called to do this. So number one, you and I are called to do this. There is something so freeing about that. It's not something like you're like, uh, I don't know if I'm called to do this. I don't know if I'm supposed to do this. I'm not, I'm not sure if I have talents or gifts and all that. I, I don't know if I matter. Like my voice doesn't matter. I don't know all the things. In fact, name, I don't even know if I've read. And I mean, well, I don't know if I've read the Bible. Okay, okay, all right, all right, okay. Uh, or you're like, I don't know if I've read any of the Bible. Okay, well, we can get there. We can get there. But that doesn't disqualify you. That's the problem. So you're like, your name, and I have some seriously bad habits. Yeah, sorry, that doesn't disqualify you. You're like, name, no, 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 no. No, 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 you don't understand, man. I can't, I get nervous and I get stressed out and I'm just not good with my words and all that. Hey, first of all, first of all, uh, join the club. And second of all, um, that doesn't disqualify you. If you have a relationship with God, if you've said, hey, I want to connect with God, I want to, I have this conversation with God and it looks different for me and all that, you are his, uh, what's that word? You are his what? Ambassadors. Like, you can't be like, oh, I'm no longer an ambassador. See, when you go to a foreign country, it's not like how good you are. You are an American, regardless where you go. You're like, no, I'm a terrible American. It doesn't matter, yo. You could be in Tahiti. Guess what? You what? You're a what? You American. You're a, you, you are it. You're, yeah. That's why if, if people have ever said, okay, Americans get a bad name, who, who, who did this? You guys. Like, we did this. You know, we went there and we were ambassadors. Good, bad, no, not really. Drunk. But anyways, we did it. We did it. We did it. And then all of a sudden, Americans are what? Loud. They're obnoxious. Well, guess what? Doesn't disqualify you. So when it comes to sharing your faith, I just want you to know you're called. If you're, you call yourself a follower of Jesus, you're, you're, you're called. There's no disqualifying you. You're called. You can be better at this, but you... You're called. Numbers, number two, you are empowered. That's the good thing. That's the good thing. Here, let, me, let me read Acts chapter 1, um, 8. It says, you know, help me out with this. It says, you will receive what? Power. You will receive power, power when the Holy Spirit what comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. What's another word for Witnesses. Witnesses. Were you a witness? Yeah. Okay. How do you how do you testify as a witness? I was there. You were. You can't speak. You're a terrible speaker. Whatever. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You were a witness. You saw this. If you've seen God move something in you, is if you see if you've seen God move in people's lives, if you've been in that moment where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't deny this moment with God. If if you've been in that moment, you were a witness to it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you might be, a, you, you're, you might be a terrible, not a great testimony guy. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't do it, but you were a witness. There's no unseeing the work that God has done in you. And now you're called to actually talk about it. And so it's, it's scary. I get that. But you and I are what? Empowered uh, because God has given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us that. 
And see, I just want you to know that this deutimous power in the Greek, it talks about this idea that God's given us this. It's not necessarily where all of a sudden you are like, you're functioning okay, and then all of a sudden God gave you this Holy Spirit that empowers you and you've got this, this serious battery, you know what I'm saying? Tesla battery in you, all of a sudden you can keep on going. It's like, oh my gosh, it's not that. It's, it's a little bit more complicated than that. It's actually deeper than that. It's not you got something and now you can do something. It's not like you got a battery charge. No, it's actually when you and I are empowered. That means when you and I become the church, we are in fact like basically thrown in, in a, in a good sense, to a divine current, a divine intention that God has for us. Like the Holy Spirit is not like, and it, the Holy Spirit is not packaged for you and I to like, okay, and we got it. Okay, we invite him in. No, 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 no. This Holy Spirit is around. And you and I fall into this intention. It's a divine current. What I mean by that is, is that God's going to set up things for you. And you and I need to step, step into it. You've been thrown into this current. And all you have to do is not swim, you know, upstream. And allow the Holy Spirit to just move through you. So you're like, name, what does that mean to be powered by the Holy Spirit. It means that you and I just jump in and go, God, I know that I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I know I'm called regardless of all the stuff I struggle with. Man, I got so much anxiety. It doesn't matter. But still, you just jump in and have the conversation. You jump in into that moment. You do that, and there's a divine current that takes you. And all you have to do is just jump in. All you have to do is jump in. Several years ago, uh, my, uh, we, we as a family were going to Hawaii. Now, it was a great... Uh, and, uh, situation because, uh, well, I wasn't paying uh, for it, okay? So this, this organization, international organization, missions organization, uh, flew me out there to, to speak to, uh, to their team, and, and so they were very gracious. They put us up and took the family, and so it's a long flight to, to uh, Hawaii, and so we were sitting there, and I'm sitting on the end of the aisle, and they're sitting on the other side, um, and there are two people, there are two seats there, and I'm always hoping and praying that no one sits there, okay? I know I'm talking about sharing my faith, but anyways, whatever, okay? <laughs> It, seriously, man, seriously, okay? It's just tough. It's tough, okay? Okay, it's a long flight. So this couple, young couple come up, and they're taking a seat, and I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then whoever's going to share my armrest, I'm like, am I going to fight you for this or what? But if it's a, if it's a lady, I'm like, oh, okay, fine, you know? But if it's a kid, I'm like, whatever. Okay, but uh, so th she sits there, um, her significant other sits on the other side. Flight's going on for a couple hours, and now everybody's like kind of falling, falling asleep and all that. I was still awake, and I had said hello to her, and we we kind of talked, chatted about where they were going and all that. But that's about it. And then all, uh, then just while I think everything's going good, uh, she turns to me uh, and she goes, "He's leaving me." Oh. Right? <laughs> oh, now I didn't say oh like you did, but in my my mind I was like, oh, like <sighs> I'm going to Hawaii. Like, like, I mean, seriously, I was like, you know, I haven't told her what I do. I keep that on the DL, people. I do. I shave because of that, okay? Because I'm like, okay? I'm like, I don't want, I mean, I, and I'm like, oh, and then she starts just talking. She starts going into this, and it's, 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 it was, you know, it's, it's, it was, it was, precious, you know? And, uh, and then she stops and she goes, why am I telling you this? And I'm like, 
I know why you're telling me this. Because, and I, I, I basically told her I was a pastor, and I said, I think, honestly, the reason why you're, you're sitting here at this moment and all that is a divine moment that God set up for you and me. And I was able to really, right there and then, friends, I got like this idea about what she, she was going through. And I just said, hey, let me just, let me just tell you what I think what's going on. I had no idea who the person is. Okay? And I just told her some things about her life and about how, what's been happening in her life and to this point and why she got into this relationship and all that. And I'm like, oh, I hope this makes sense. I hope I'm right. And she was like, you are, yeah, exactly. And I said, I think, honestly, the relationship that you're actually looking for is going to happen here in Hawaii. And I think it's a relationship with Jesus. And she was like, okay. And I said, hey, listen, I'm, I'm doing this event in a couple of days. You're in the same island as I am. Um, if you can somehow make it to this event, I'd love to have you. And um, I'm going to share my story a little bit on that. And so we'd love to have you. Man, three days later, she was in the crowd, thousands of people. She's in the crowd. She comes up after the service, and she was like, she accepted, she invited Jesus into her life. I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, I know. It was great, right? It was beautiful. And now, I, they split up. But guess what? She got a relationship. She got something. She got a strong, she got a sense of confidence in her and a sense of like, I know who I am more than any other relationship can give you. So what did I do to set that up? Nothing. What did I have? What, what was, was I like tuned in? No. No. Was I ready to go rock and roll and say, Jesus, give me all you got? No. I was like, I'm on vacay. I'm going to pretend like I'm on vacay. I'm off. Don't talk to me about anything. But guess what had happened? What had happened is I was called. I was empowered. And that means is I was thrown into this current that's happening. And if you are, again, I'll say it again. If you're part of this, these, this, a disciple of Jesus, if you count yourself one, you are the church. And the church has intentions. And it's a divine current that God has poured into a flow. And all we have to do is just jump in it and allow God to set up some things. Let me give you some practical things, though, okay? Let me give you practical things. Like, okay, so name, if you're with me on this, so then, then, then what do I need to do? Like, what, what do I, what, what's a practical thing? Well, it's interesting because... It, there is practical stuff, but it's really convincing you and me uh, to get a handle of what God wants to do through you, okay? So this passage right here helps us out. First Peter, First Peter 3, okay, says this. It says, um, always, 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 always be uh, prepared to give and what? Answer to, to who? Okay, let's try this one more time. Okay, okay. Uh, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give you the reason for the hope that you have. Always have an answer. And for some of us, we're like, okay, okay, uh, I need three points. I need to talk. I need something. I need like talking points. I need a pitch. I need, a, I need to be ready with a pitch. No, that doesn't mean that. It says always be ready. And here's what he keeps on going. Peter says, do, but do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak mousely against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for evil. Peter is talking to a group of people who live in a very pagan society. 
He's talking to people who've in it, who, the Jewish people and the Greeks, they are, they are having all kinds of conversations in terms of uh, uh, their relationships. It's, 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 a, it's a diverse group of people. And the problem is, is that everybody had an opinion. The Greeks were known for opinions and known for knowledge. So trying to uh, debate Greek philosophers was a whole different ballgame. Here, Peter is saying, here's what I need you to do. I need you to live out your faiths. And so what, what we need to do is always be prepared, meaning that you're always prepared to do good. You're always prepared to do good. See, I think you and I can be prepared to do good, to do right. You might not have the right answer, but to do right. You can always do that. And all he's saying is, here's what I need you to do. I just need you to make sure you're gentle with people. You're not saying, let me tell you why I believe. Let me tell you why I believe. And let me tell you why you should believe. And let me tell you why your religion is wrong. No, you do it with gentleness and you, you do it with, um, with respect. See, I get this question all the time. This is the question. Naeem, I've got so-and-so. He's a Muslim. How do you reach Muslims for Jesus? I was like, okay. I was like, be Jesus. They're like, okay, no, 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 no. But how, how, like, what do I need to know? Give me the code, bro. Give me the code. And I'm like, there's no code. Like, no, 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 there's got to be a code. No, there's no code. No, no, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to make sure I don't offend them? See, here, here's the deal. People of different faiths, the, 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 the offense is not the issue. The issue is that if you, if you dumb down or if you kind of uh, lower the volume on your passion for, for Jesus, if you, or what, for what you believe, if you lower that down, it doesn't do anything. Like, you need to be more passionate. See, it's not about offending people. I think some people are offended by our mediocrity. For some of us, we're like, yeah, because, you, because they think we do this stuff, but we don't live our lives like that. And so when he says, always be prepared, he's like, hey, I need you to be prepared for this to give him an answer to the hope that you have. You tell your story. That's all you need to do. And you act with people and you act with people with mutual respect and gentleness. And here's the reality, friends. I think the church, if there is one sin that it has, it has this sin. They're not prepared to give. You know why they're not prepared? They didn't do the work. They didn't do the work to actually have credibility to do good and to act, come across good. You know what proved this is COVID. COVID Christianity is, was a real thing. We got people talking about all kinds of things and there was no gentleness and there was no politeness and there was no, there was no respect in so many things. I remember a guy a long time ago, and Mosey, he called me up and he was like, hey, man, I just want you to know something. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's up? And because you made a big deal about calling him back. And so I was like, hey, what's up? And he goes, hey, there are Muslims cleaning the church. So we have a cleaning company, cleans church. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? He's like, there are Muslims, right? They're Muslims. I just thought, I mean, ran into them. They're Muslim. I said, wow. And I knew this guy a little bit, so I had a little bit of relational equity with him. And I said, I said, you know, they're everywhere. <laughs> they make your food, bro. He was scared that they would do something to the building. So when you take that mentality and you interact with other people from different faiths, what do you think you're doing? 
You're not prepared to give hope. You're prepared to criticize. You're prepared to do something else. So all, all we need to do is, man, just know that they're human. And we have, we have a God that's bigger than all of this. We don't need to live with fear. We don't need uh, and pride. We need to live with gentleness and, and, um, and goodness. Why? Because, man, God has been so good to us. He's been so good to us. I love that last song that we're talking about. Man, what can I, like, the sense of, like, what do I say with, uh, how can I share and express my gratitude? I don't have nothing. The best way to share gratitude of how God has been so good to you is to be good to his kids. Just be good to his kids. And what I mean by kids, I'm talking about the entire human race. Just be good to his kids. Good to what he's created. Just be good to his kids. Man, that's, that's it. Because Peter knew that in that world, if, they didn't, if their goodness didn't stand out among the Greeks, their words would never. So he's telling them, this is what I need you to do. All right, so what do we need to do? What do we need to do? Well, Colossians 4 says this. Colossians 4 says, be wise in the way you act towards what? Outsiders. Be wise. Be wise. Make the most of every what? Opportunity. Let your conversation always be full of what? Grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. So what he's saying here is uh, you're going to be given opportunities. All you need to do is be wise in it because there are people who feel like they're on the outside and men, you got to invite them in. You got to invite them in. You got to invite them in. And there are people who feel like with Christianity, they feel like they're on the outside of Christianity. They feel that they're the outside of Jesus. They maybe grew up in the church and then they kind of kind of just feel like, you know what, I, I got better things to do. And they feel like now they're an outsider. Have you ever done that? Like you, you were part of a group, part of a setting, part of a town. You come back in and you're like, I feel like an outsider. I feel like I don't belong anymore. There are people who want to tap into what God is doing in your life, but they just feel like a, what? An outsider. They just feel like an outsider. It's the, they just feel like that. There's no, there's no reason. They just feel like they don't belong. There are people who just go, yeah, I would love, I would love to have this, this peace, this grace, this power that you have as you lead these people. Oh, I'd love to tap into that, but I just don't think I belong in church. Why? Because they feel like a what? An outsider. An outsider. And here he's saying, hey, I want you to be wise. That means you and I have to use our own experiences because wisdom is not like this is what you do all the time. That's knowledge. Wisdom is taking what you have known before and now turning it and, and just catering the moment uh, to the, meet this need and this person. And that's what being wise means and what it looks like. So, so sharing your faith is going to look very different from me and you doing it. Extremely different. Very different. Like, everybody knows that there's different kinds of sharers out there, right? Do you know, do you know an oversharer? Right? Are you one? Are you one, right? Uh, uh, there are some people who, who don't like to share their food. Anybody? Anybody don't like to share your food? There are some people who just share their food all day long. All day long. Okay, no one's raising their hand except me. Okay, yeah, a few. Okay, okay, true story. 
the other week, I was sitting there, uh, I was in Michigan, and I was sitting with the new friends, and just sitting there uh, having uh, dinner, and I picked up my, uh, my drink or my cup, and, and I, I was about to drink it, and I noticed that there was a lipstick mark on it. Now, there's a lady sitting right next to me, and, and, and so I share everything, just so you know, okay? If you have dinner with me, I will, depending on who you are, I will like to eat your food, okay? I just want to try it. I just want to try it. You can have mine, too. Okay, you have my drink, you can have whatever. I have no problem with that, okay? It's a little extreme, whatever, I'm Middle Eastern. Okay, so, so I don't eat, I'm like, I, look, I look at the drink, uh, I pick it up, I'm like, oh, okay. And instantly I go, she had part of my drink, it's all right. And I drink it. What? This <laughs> okay, and then I go, I go, Marissa, did you have my drink? And she goes, no. And I'm like, oh, I'm like this isn't your lipstick? And then for some crazy reason, I'm like, do I have lipstick? Do I wear lipstick? I, have you ever? I'm like, I, not today. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, and I'm like, and then the whole table is like, this is this is a used glass. This is a used glass. And I was like, okay. They're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, tell the server. I'm like, okay, the server has so much stuff going on right now. When she comes, I'll let her know. Don't let her. Don't freak her out. So she comes, and I can tell her about this. Okay. So I tell you the story is because I think for some of us. Like, we, some of us, don't like to do that. Like, I know very generous people, okay? I was having dinner with another couple, very generous people, and this one person was like, listen, I would never do that. I would never do that. I will buy you your own dinner, but don't eat mine. My brother-in-law is like that, too. I say this is because when it comes to sharing your faith, for some of us, it doesn't have to be one way. For some of us, it's like open your home and you invite parties and we do parties at Mosaic. We have a lot of block parties um, at Mosaic and we do this because we want to invite people into our lives. Now, I mean, I might be a little extreme. I mean, we might be a little too much because we just invite everybody in, okay? Um, but for others of us, it just looks different. What does it look like for you to share your faith with a confidence that God has called you and empowered you? What does it look like? So I want to, we want to, help you with this. As you leave today, we're going to give you this card, okay? You can get as, take as many as you want. We'll give you one. You can have more. And this basically says you're invited to Mosaic. And we want you to help us share what we get to experience here on Sunday morning. We're going to services for that reason, friends. We are doing this because we need to keep building and need to keep making opportunities for more and more people to experience what you and I get to. So if you've been ever touched with God's goodness, man, let's do good. If, you, if, you, if you've seen God move in your life, then share what he has given you, the experience that he's given you. If you have this community, you're like, you know what? I don't know about my, my day, man. I just love coming on Sundays because I, I, I just love just, I mean, you don't even know people here maybe as much as you want to, but you're starting to, but you're like, I just love this feeling. That feeling, share it. Just share it. Just invite someone. So use this and invite them. And you don't have to wait till August 13. You can start inviting them. But this thing says 9, 30, and 11. And I would love, I would love for you and I to just be convinced that you, you, my friend, matter. You matter so much. And your faith matters because no one gets to see and hear a perspective of God that is yours. The only way they get to see and experience that is that you share that because no one else has that perspective. 
that you have about God. So let's just share it. Let's invite the world in and let's create heaven for people. And let's, in a sense, let's grow up. Let's grow up to be mature people, knowing that all we have to do is, man, we just, we're already called, we're already empowered. We just got to allow God to move in us. So here's what I'm going to do. Okay, I'm going to pray for us. And uh, um, I'm going to ask God to give you opportunities to invite people to Mosaic. If you're online, the same. I'm going to do that. All right, we'll stand together. God, I thank you um, once again for your goodness to us, your grace for us. God, we're not perfect people and you know it. We're not even consistent people and you know it. God, some of us, God, have real issues about just promising and under-delivering. God, we just, we don't, we, some of us, God, we, we, have, we struggle with being one person here and another person during the week. God, you know how complicated we are. Some of us, God, we, we, we deal with so much anxiety and stress, we just don't understand what to do. So God, I just pray though, that in light of all of those things, you remind us that we are called and empowered to speak for you, to represent you, and to do good. That we don't need, Lord God, a degree. We don't need to know these truths to be kind and good to people, to just invite people. We don't need to have all the answers. You're the answer. So we're not giving people answer. We're just inviting them in so you can touch them and you can speak to them. And God, for some of us, it might be a process. It starts with an office conversation uh, um, where it's just, hey, this is my faith and this is what I'm thinking and this is how I'm processing. God, so many of us have so many decisions, but then we just have to let people in the conversation that we're having with you. And the truth is, God, even evangelism is just joining a conversation that you're having with other people. And I know there are people all around us, God, who are thinking about, do I matter in this world? Is God really a real thing? Is there? What do I need to do? God, I pray that we would be your ambassadors, making your plea. God, so God, I pray you empower us today. Give us divine opportunities in Jesus' name divine opportunities, supernatural opportunities this week, God, for each and every person here. God, you give them ideas to maybe talk to a person, email a person, text a person, maybe DM a person, just respond on social media. There's, there are ways. God, opportunities, divine opportunities, I pray for. Online, Lord, right now, someone's going to share the message. God, divine opportunities, I pray because we're in this divine current, this divine flow, because you have an intention, God. And your intention is to tell the world about how good you are. So God, fill us, fill us, fill us. Allow us to respond in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.